Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And like the third panel in the Futurama Bender, you don't expect the third thing. I told Jody I'm ready when he is, and <laughs> Bastard just leapt right in. <laughs> That's what you did to me in the last one. <laughs> what? That is nothing but a bold-faced truth. Exactly. Jerk. <laughs> so what do you have to drink? I am considering what we just recorded. I'm still drinking the same beer I had, which is uh, my Iron Maiden in collaboration with Brewdog. 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 They're Hellcat, uh, American India lager, which I thought would be appropriate as well for this episode uh, because Iron Maiden is British and Brewdog is Scottish, so they're in the UK. As the subject of our episode today that sounds perfect yeah i i still have not finished my lavender blonde from switch our brewing yet either um yeah <laughs> All right, i don't know where the hell you're going with that so i'm just gonna say if i, I am it. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i am um carol cleveland what, what about her lavender blonde yeah i would drink carol cleveland i mean <laughs> that, that's a good match see see I, I knew i'd find a way to make this relevant <laughs> all, all i was gonna say is that i'll probably be finished drinking it before the episode's over at which time i'm gonna switch over to uh, scarlet lane's olga imperial stout which has also been known as slaughtered lamb stout and slaughtered lamb oh yeah yes yes yeah. yes thank, thank you again for the uh, pint glass <laughs> oh, hey you're welcome but anyway we're not here to talk about beer Okay. <laughs> actually i'm okay if we talk about beer too but eventually we will have to do another episode of money python or I'll, I'll feel bad for having my notes never completed well we should do the python we'll just jump in with money python like we got slapped Yay! by a fish slap yeah all right so okay series three uh-huh part three yeah talk a little bit about so we did the university thing so now i'll give some series three background notes and then we'll talk about a couple episodes sue so the pythons were writing for others for a little while before series three and by others i mean other people they were kind of expanding their their groups of writing partners and mm -hmm. whether they're for comedy or for special shows or for commercials because you can see some really interesting commercials out there written and directed <laughs> by some of the pythons yeah oh, it, i'll have to look for those uh, look for uh, a, a Jolly Green Giant, um, whatever damn company he's a part of. Oh, uh, oh shit. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. L look for that company. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're also doing cabarets between series with and without all of each other as well. Huh. Cool. Yeah. And I, I do think I've mentioned it before already uh in the actual episode that the fish slapping dance originated in may day you're a special as the grimsy fish slapping dance mm -hmm. but that's my favorite sketch so i'm putting it in again <laughs> <laughs> there is a four-month gap oh sorry i jumped ahead <laughs> I, you got, you got me confused by referencing scrooge before i could <laughs> well i'm all discombobulated uh, you weren't expecting that I, I wasn't. I got <laughs> Scrooge Inquisitioned. <laughs> uh, which gives me an idea for Cthulhu. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
as I was saying, and no, we don't have to drink because we only drink when I reference Scrooge, jerk. Oh, okay. Uh, that was your rule. <laughs> I didn't plan on ever doing it. <laughs> uh, so I, I've talked about the books I used, one of which was Michael Palin. Sadly, there's a big four-month gap in here in Palin's diary, but he kind of talks about because he'd been writing and recording uh, just as Series 3 was beginning in January 72. Mm, okay. So, yeah, so sadly we don't get a bunch of things, but, you know, that, that's okay. I do want to mention for Get Ready to Drink, Con context. Oh, context. Because I likes to give sometimes other things that are happening in the world at the same time. Bloody Sunday in Northern Ireland, Ireland was January 30th, 1972, the same time they started to write and record the series. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Also called the Bogside Massacre from happening in the Bogside area of Derry. And fuck no, it's not London Derry, motherfuckers. It's Derry. Yeah. But the British soldiers shot 26 unarmed civilians during a protest march against being interned interments without a trial. Mm. However, it's not just context here. Palin notes in his diary, with a bit mm -hmm. of glee, that Reginald Maudling, the House Secretary who's defending the soldiers' actions, was slapped by MP Bernadette Devlin, then 21 years old and the youngest woman to ever be elected to Parliament to represent Mid-Ulster, she crossed the floor of the commons and slapped him right in the face. Nice. So thank you, Michael Palin, for sticking up for the Irish lass who said fuck you to the guy sticking up for the soldiers. Yeah. Also in 72 with Michael Palin, in May, he judged a May Queen contest for 8 to 11-year-olds. And the person next to the winner said, I don't know why he chose her. She swears all the time. <laughs> And of course, if you want more information on May Queens, you should listen to a Robert Plant episode, which was one of our very, very, very first episodes. And there's my drink for referencing a past episode. Ah, oh, I should do that too. You should. <laughs> um, Idol, at this time, really started to have a penchant for hanging out with famous people because his wife and mother-in-law were well-known actors, which does help explain all the pictures of him with Star Wars and Saturday Night Live and other people later on. This was his first wife, Lynn Ashley, who did a few parts in Monty Python, as well as mm -hmm. Doctor Who, who we know the best doctor is David Tennant, who also voiced Scrooge McDuck, asshole. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> and her mother, Madge Ryan, who, among other roles, had a part in Clockwork Orange as Dr. Branham. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind of neat. Yeah. And at this time for Series 3... There was more BBC interference. The BBC was changing, is more sensitive to political pressure, but it felt like special attention was being paid to us because we were naughty boys, said Terry Jones. <laughs> Terry continued with, when the first and second series went out, nobody ever looked at the shows or anything until they went out. In the last episode in the second series, we had the Undertaker sketch, which was a gross breach of good taste. I think Ian McNaughton really got carpeted for that. For the next series, they wanted to look at the shows before they went out. You'll notice I tried to, I couldn't impersonate him, but I did do his Welsh aspect of going up at the end of every sentence. With this censorship, they had to remove some things such as, and some of these we've already mentioned in the episodes because of when we talk about episodes, yeah. uh, the censored cancer spot, masturbation, and uh, previously animated Jesus on a telephone pole. Yes. 
Uh, in fact, we, which, we which has been restored. It has, if you get the right thing and go to the right streaming place. Yeah. And here's a, here's a big one that'll kind of go with two recent episodes-ish, kind of, well, not recent, I don't know, not recent, but kind of. They had to remove masturbation from the sketch, but strangling animals was okay. That, that almost sounds more like American censors where it works. <laughs> it, it does. We can kill everything, but you can't talk about sex. Yeah. Uh, fucking dumb. <laughs> Part of the reason was BBC was getting involved because of people like Mary Whitehouse. Yeah. Which goes back to a Deep Purple episode and explains the first episode of this season that we discussed uh, an episode or two ago. with, Or maybe not the first uh, episode. One of the episodes of Series 3 with the... Uh, you, you gave the name. I actually just finished uh, editing that episode. <laughs> the War Against Pornography. With the Tory Housewives cleanup campaign. Yeah. That was the bunny. Yes. Yep. And, and actually, I think it may be the, the episode I'm going to reference here is going to either be in this, our episode this time or the next one. But there's a wee wee sketch. Eric Idle said the wee wee sketch was actually about snobbery. But, but Palin says it was kind of more shock funny than clever funny. And, and even some of the pythons, especially Cleese, were a little happy on occasion to to maybe lose a few things. Yeah. This episode, we will talk about the cycling tour program episode. Yes. Was written for an outside project, but they needed it for Python, so it was used here. That explains a few things. It certainly does. <laughs> and they would sometimes even start writing to parody each other because they were getting so used to working with each other. Uh, <laughs> for example... Jones and Palin wrote the astrology sketch to make fun of the dead parrot sketch, but everyone liked it, so it went to the yes pile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then that's uh, the What the Stars Foretell sketch from episode 11 coming up, probably the next one, maybe this one. We'll see how far we get. So I, I know we stopped at episode 7, so I'm assuming we'll do 8, 9, 10, then 11, 12, 13. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but it's it's still still neat. I, one of my favorite things, though, is that in the the cheese shop sketch that is in the previous episode for mm-hmm. us, and I should have put it down in there, but I don't. I've got it up here for some ungodly known reason. Cleese and Chapman always worked well together. This is great because they actually talk about how Graham did the least amount of writing, but he always knew what was funny which goes in conjunction because we mentioned sometimes he would know just the word to shout out during a sketch to make it funny. Yeah. But, but he also knew what was funny because during the, for the cheese sketch, Cleese is writing it and he's reading it and he's going, is this funny? And then there's Chapman going puff, puff on a pipe. He goes, yes, yes, it's funny. Go on. <laughs> just... <laughs> I can totally see him that too. <laughs> I can't. He just kind of nodding his head, his lower lip stuck out a little bit while he's puffing on the pipe and serious look. <laughs> and what do you know uh, these notes are done because this next little section is exactly what i had written up here so i have already read it Yay! that means the series three background things section is done and we can move on to talking about episodes All right and you just mentioned the cycling tour episode and that should be next one we talk about tis episode eight cycling tour Yes. Or however it's really pronounced. Tor, I swear, Tor is one of those Tor, Tor, Tor. <laughs> yeah. I just can't say it's it. Not, 
it's not tour it's not tour even though that's how i say it yeah well we're from the midwest so we, we are <laughs> touring i can say touring even though i say touring I, I know i can say touring i can't say tour cycling tour <laughs> yes yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm trying to be fancy. Ooh, you're going on a tour, Duchess. Ooh. <laughs> you're too fancy for a trip, aren't you? <laughs> Gotta go on a tour. Yeah, sorry, anyway, I've got some notes on this, but I'm going to finish my lavender blonde and pour a slaughtered lamb. Okay. If you would like to start. Well, yeah, this this is um this is the first episode of the flying circus that features a full length story. So the entire episode is taken up by this story. Oh, was, I, I mean, they, they, they had done others that took up like a half of a story or, you know, were recurring running gags that would pop up throughout the episode. Uh, but yeah, this one actually is one story. Mr. Pither, I think is his name. <laughs> yep. He's on a cycling tour. He is, it's supposed to be in, um, uh, in Northern Wall. Right, right, yeah. North Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps, I mean, it's stuff like he keeps getting pump caught in his trouser leg. So he keeps crashing. He decides to go with shorts and then the, the pump, because of the way he's got the pump situated on the bike, you know, in case he's got to air the tires up, he still winds up crashing. <laughs> it's Mr. Gulliver by Terry Jones, who uh, gives him a ride in his car and they wind up having a accident and. Uh, so Mr. Gulliver all of a sudden thinks that he's Clodagh Rogers, who was a, a singer in Ireland, or yeah, Northern Ireland. It's weird. I don't always like the long ones, but I I thought this was good because it's, yeah, it may be one long story, but it is broken up into sections. So it yes. you know, mostly revolves around Michael Palin's character. Love this. I love how they start a second tour in North Cornwall and they some, somehow end up outside of England into all sorts of areas in France and Russia and just all over Europe. <laughs> yeah. um, and like Jody talked about the crashes, Palin does a great job of being a clueless doof. Yes. His, his constant crashes, <laughs> which makes, you know, the, the, the whole thing's hilarious. The pub scene he's in where he's just trying to talk to this couple who are trying to have a private conversation and has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> firing squad. One of my favorite lines is here it goes because they lead Palin out and he's against the brick wall and everybody's yeah. aiming at him and he goes, I looked around but could not see the target. <laughs> that line. <laughs> uh, and, and, and they're, they're in a communist country, so of course they have the Young Men's Anti-Christian Association instead yeah. of the YMCA. Yeah. Well, mentioning that, it's funny because the story is about a traveling cyclist, and decades later, Michael Palin would have a whole second career as a globe-trotting travel writer and filmmaker. Yes, he would. But one of my best parts, my favorite bits, is because they don't show it, is how they escape, because all of a yeah. sudden they're doing all this, and it's the Monty Python punchline thing all over, where, scene missing, then suddenly they're safe. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's um, and then this one. Okay, well, this one. Let's see, it also it says this is also the first episode that does not have a formal opening sequence. Instead, a simple caption: "The cycling tour appears at the beginning." That is correct, and and I do like uh, Ch Chapman's adopted son, uh, John Tom. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tomasic uh, has a, a brief little non-speaking appearance. 
he's mentioned a lot in Chapman's autobiography. Anyway, I, I'm I'm done with this episode. But other than to say, it does foreshadow. Dun dun dun. Their their series four, where they will have additional full episode stories. Yes. But yeah, now, now I'm really done. So whatever you want to talk about. Well, how about the nude organist? We could talk about would the nude you, organist. Yeah, that would be the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> would be episode nine, the nude organist. They have very little on this episode. I do not much either, except I want to mention that the second skit called, or not second, um, the third, the third skit called 10 Seconds of Sex is yeah. also the name of my college sex tape. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think I have anything until... Uh, well, you got something on the next the next one, the housing project. So if you have anything on those first three. I do not. So on that next one, the Paradise Lost and Hypnosis on Building is, is not, I, I didn't find it funny, but intellectually was just awesome. Yeah. Just fantastic. And then, and then of course, the Olympic hide and seek was, was hilarious. Yes. Do you want to say that if anybody can play hide and seek? And make it for five years, two months, 26 days later, which is, you know, and, and then yeah. somehow when the other person goes and they get an exact tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I personally think the Pythons are making fun of boring Olympic events. I think so too. Yeah. No, so I've got, I've got a note on the sketch after that one, uh, the cheap laughs. And that this actually references some of their earlier stuff because Cleese uh, he does the rubber chicken bit, which is, you know, hitting somebody over the head with the rubber chicken. Like the, um, like the knight. And the, like the knight. And then he walked over and hands the rubber chicken off to the knight and walks out. Oh, that's right. Of the, of the <laughs> shot. Yeah. So they, they reference the, the rubber, the knight with the rubber chicken, but they break it up a little bit. Cool. That's right. Uh, I, I only have one quick note on the Algon planet sketch. Did not care for the Algon Planet sketch. <laughs> I found it. I, yeah, that's, that's that was not one of their best. Yeah, the prices on Planet Algon. It's a. It should be. I even like economics. I listen to economics podcasts and read articles and stuff. So I dig that stuff. This one was just kind of, yeah. <laughs> Probably one of my least. I mean, I watch it. I won't fast forward it when I get to this episode. But I, probably one of my least favorite sketches. Yeah. But that is it for me. Okay. Oh, the, the giant hammer and the 16-ton weight also make a reappearance in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, but that, that's all I had on it. All right, then. That, that leads to episode 10. So, please don't cough. The last thing I need is E. Henry Thrupshaw's disease. I was wondering how you were going to do that transition. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> did, did not. By the way, I, uh, I actually have... Very few notes on the episode. What I have are background notes on the context they're using and some notes on the sketches that were censored by the BBC. Um, I've got some I've, notes, but, you know. Some notes, yeah. I, so, yeah, so the first sketch was the Tudor Jobs Agency. And that's Tudor as in the Tudor period. <laughs> T-U-T-O-R. They, they hadn't been since 1625. <laughs> 
but, but it's really a front for the pornographic bookshop. And I love Python does so many fronts for porn and prostitutes. And, uh, yeah. and I got to say, my favorite dirty book that they sold has got to be Sister Teresa, the Spanking Nun. Yeah. <laughs> and then Palin shows up as a cop, but he's in Tudor garb. <laughs> What's all this at? Then, then he goes through the door as everybody's escaping, and suddenly he's back in Tudor, England, as Sir Philip Sidney. Yep. November 30th, 1554 to October 17th, 1586. Uh, an yeah. English poet, courtier, scholar, and soldier who is remembered as one of the most prominent figures of the Elizabethan age, and he died fighting the Spaniards in the Netherlands, which we'll talk about in a little bit, maybe. By the way, uh, one of my uh-huh. background notes is. Yeah because of how Palin's cop character comes in, England really was almost the only liberal democracy not to have legalized hardcore pornography during the 1960s and 1970s. And if I will, it kind of was because pre-existing laws, such as the obscene publications act of 1959 continued to make its sale illegal through the 1980s and 1990s. Yeah. So they're really making fun of something that actually was a thing. Yes. Anyways, all right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say that that last sketch we made, Elizabethan pornography smugglers. So he, he catches the Spanish trying to smuggle pornography into England. And then he goes home and his wife is reading porn. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't she, like, doesn't he offer to read it to her not knowing it's porn? <laughs> yes. It wasn't just porn. It was gay porn. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's what made it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the, the Spanish were trying to smuggle in 6,000 copies of Tits and Bums. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's there's one more sketch, uh, Silly Disturbances. I don't have any notes on that. But then they do the opening scenes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you have the Sherry Drinking Vicar. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, don't, I really don't have any other notes until that sketch. So the giant cat we mentioned in uh, series one, Terry Gilliam and his, his family's cats makes an appearance again. The, the, the giant cat that took care of all the yeah. cars does make yeah. an appearance. And there is a lot of animation in this episode, yeah. which, which I enjoyed. And, and other than me being the sherry drinking vicar, if I had to be a vicar, I am done until we get to, well, besides laughing at Jody's comments, uh, done until we get to the censorship part. Yeah, that's it. My my only ref, my only note was during the sherry drinking vicar scene that there were more dirty books. Uh, dirty books. You gotta love them. <laughs> did Did you have any notes on the censorship things? I have a note that uh, I think these are still missing. Although Big Nose Sculptor is referenced in the last sketch. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't those three sketches. I really do not remember. So. All right, so I actually found four sketches okay. uh, because because I tried to find some background to see if I could see them because as we mentioned in a previous episode, the Pythons would do records and live shows and, and things. And in those, they could sometimes do the things they couldn't do on TV. Did find a little information on some of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the big nose sculpture, uh, and, and all it had to do was, was there's a sculpture with a really big nose I'm not sure exactly if it would have been hilarious, but it sounds like pythons could have made it funny. But the reason it was cut was because of Graham Chapman's extreme drunkenness during the recording. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
so much so that he forgot his lines during so much of it that they just this was less of a censorship and more of it just being cut because he was drunk oh and the, the next one is half a bee they they actually but it's not eric the half a bee oh so, okay. yeah there, there's another sketch they cut but like big no sculpture which led into the sketch it was cut because of graham chapman's drunkenness limiting the amount of lines he managed to remember which which is weird because they could have had somebody else sub in because they we mentioned they only like they want their writing to be on they didn't really care who acted right Uh, but yeah it's a it's a sketch about two beekeepers trying to capture the same bee and king solomon comes in and cuts it in half (laughs) and then revolting cocktails yes if you listen to the cocktail bar from the live at the Drury Lane album that will be similar. If not, I, I couldn't find if it's the exact same sketch, but it yeah. is going to be like, it, it is the same sketch. I don't know if they changed it for the, the live show or not. Okay. I which is possible because they would do that. Occurs at the pub, the Fox and half a bee. <laughs> because the previous sketch was supposed to be the half a bee sketch. Yeah. And there's not really information as to why it was cut, but probably from the gross cocktails. And here I have two examples. Some are some are worse. <laughs> uh-huh. There's the mallard twist, which actually kills a duck to make, and you hear something go, Wang! but it was only a duck, it wasn't a McDuck. So okay. Oh well. <laughs> right. And uh, there's the Harlem Stinger, and I and I chose this one because there's the stinger drink i may had a bartender make for me because of james bond drinking it that we'll get to in a future james bond episode for some foreshadowing uh-huh uh, but anyway there's the harlem stinger where T- terry gilliam spits a bunch of alcohol out to make the drink <laughs> however gilliam's name in this sketch is rastus and he is in blackface but it has to be the drinks because with all the other blackface sketches, surely that was not the reason it was cut. Right. And although, uh, yeah. Although Stinger could also be a reference to the half a B stuff too. Oh my God. That's brilliant. Didn't think of that. You bastard. <laughs> you magnificent fucker. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I wasn't being literal, but sure. Yeah. It could mean two things. <laughs> Recognize. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wee wee wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sketch was written by Eric Idle and Michael Palin, but the toilet humor proved to be too much for the BBC who cut the episode because what it was, was, uh, and I've got more notes about the BBC, but the, the sketch was doing a wine tasting, but you're actually tasting urine because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're tasting it and then they're like, well, that's wee wee. That's why Eric Idle said it was about snobbery yeah but quite honestly even john cleese sided with the bbc on this one because he thought it wasn't funny enough to justify what i thought was the slight tackiness involved yeah and you know i agree like if it's going to be tacky like that and that gross Uh, it's got to be funny yeah but anyway furthermore one of the glasses of wee wee was pink which the bbc believed to be menstrual urine which is another reason why they dropped it so but that is what i have yeah that's it for me damn this will be one of the shorter money python episodes we've ever done yeah i've got more on the next stuff so you know what i have 
you have nothing, and uh, you'll like it. Got ninety thousand pounds of my pajamas. <laughs> I love that song. That is one of my favorite Python songs. Uh, and I can't help but just see Eric's little shuffle up on the desk when he's. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I, you know that that was one of my favorite Monty Python songs before I saw the. And it just the sketch just made it that much better. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway, I am. Uh, that was. <laughs> but, but yes, I, otherwise, I, I have nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> right. uh, I'm good if you're good. I'm great. Yeah, I'm still good. But I'll also be good if y'all share us and review us and rate us and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, on 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 that note, a note of minstrel urine. <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> I'm no, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. No foreplay, no lube, no nothing. Not even a reach around. <laughs> I don't I never expect that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have things planned for Scrooge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was similar to the sound I made before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs>